You are listening to the E-Real Estate Coach Podcast, featuring Real Trends Top 500 broker, Jim Remley. On this show, we interview interesting people in the real estate industry to help agents, broker owners, and team leaders accelerate their performance. Hey guys, I am super excited today because we've got a special guest. We've got Steve Brath, and he is an absolute superstar. Steve has just got this incredible background. Uh, that we're going to really dive into about um, a little bit of a different background. He's been in the business a long time, but really a unique uh, background. And I think it's really uh, played well to his strengths. So, Steve, uh, why don't you give us a quick uh, little bio on yourself, uh, what you did before real estate and what prompted you to enter the business? Well, I've uh, been in the business for over 34 years now. So I got in it in 88 when uh, the end of another really hot market and the beginning of the 1990 crash. So I've been through the ups and downs of real estate uh, for a long time. And um, I, I, I began, I, w- I, was a, uh, I was in the Air Force. I was an engineer in the Air Force. And, but I always loved business. And I actually went to San Diego State for business but then transitioned into the Air Force because of life circumstances. Um, so I I, uh, I got into the business and I did it like a lot of people do. I, I was doing it part-time. It was actually, I had a job that offered, uh, I, could, I could manipulate my schedule so I could do both full-time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I tried that for a couple of years and just decided real estate is where I wanted to be and went full force at it and was, Surprisingly, in the early 90s, kind of a tough market. I was very successful then. And then uh, eight years later, I got my broker's license and uh, joined with some other partners and bought a business in, in Fair Oaks, California. And, uh, and here I am today. So this is really interesting. And I know you partner with your wife, Chris, now, uh, who's yes. got an amazing background herself. But I, I, it's a really interesting uh, dynamic because you don't see a lot of engineers who made a successful transition into the sales world. Uh, what's What's been kind of your strength? I mean, you might, you're bringing some unique strengths to the market. Maybe that's your differentiation point. I don't know. How, you know the, the, the funny thing is, you know, engineers and uh, real estate agents talk about it. You know, if you're dealing with an engineer, because they're, they're professionals, they want right. details, they want... Right. They want to know A to B what you're going to do for them and how, how it's going to go. And so so I uh, so I have that in me, but I'm really a, I love people. And, and that's that's uh, that that really is my passion. So I, I like the engineer side of it, the mathematical and technical part of it. But I, I'm more like meeting people. So it's an odd mix for a salesperson to be an engineer. Yeah, and uh, yeah. but it it does bring uh, it. I I have a kind of an organized chaos about about me. Uh, I know exactly the steps I need to do to do things, and uh, that's the engineering side. But the again, the people person side is is really who I am. Nice. So this is interesting because I think there's a lot of parallels, especially for our listeners that are maybe have entered the business. Um, not 34 years ago, but maybe into the business when it was, you know, a little bit busier than it is. And now they're seeing this kind of uh, collapse and you went through the same thing. I mean, the business in 88, pretty decent market. And then the market starts to, to roll over in the nineties. I'm the same way. I entered the business in 1989. We have a very similar timeline in the industry. So mm-hmm. I've been in 33 years, you're 34 years. So talk to me about how you went about, uh, first of all, dealing mentally with a declining market, but also what did you do to get your business going? What, what was your secret to success? 
you know, I was too young in the business to really know I was in trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> so really you do the basics and yeah. I just was doing my goals for next year. And I, I, in my goals, it's getting back to the basics. And that is, uh, and you hear it often, just showing up, just, yeah. you know, the open houses and meeting people and telling people what you do. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's easy to get out of that, especially when you're in a super hot market where business just falls in your lap. Yeah. Same thing with uh, taking listings. Uh, it used to be, it, or for the last at least eight years, it was very easy to take a listing and sell it. Multiple offers. Everything was, uh, you know, you you were uh, glorious. But the <laughs> but but it's changed. So right. now you really have to think about how to sell listings and how to treat buyers and how to to put your name out there and do the best job you can for for your clients. So right. it's it's getting back to basics, and that's what I did back then. I did open houses at nausea. I did um, I did mailers. I did I never knocked doors. That's not my thing. Yeah, but um, but I did everything else just to tell everyone I knew what I was doing. It's really interesting. I just was listening to another national speaker this morning and he goes on a podcast and he brought up like the top three or four things to do in this market. And one of the number one things back to basics, open houses, you know, yeah. just going out there, it's like your, it's your, your satellite office. You might, you got to work somewhere. You might as well work in a spot where you can actually collect some business at the same time. So it's, it's really interesting. You brought that up. So, uh, talk to me about your um, approach to um, you know, buyers today, because of course, buyers are a little bit more nervous about the market than maybe they were a year ago. What, mm -hmm. what, how's your conversations changing today? You know, I love working with buyers, always have. And, and uh, in fact, we just closed on the house with some first time buyers, 25, 26, saved a long time to, to get that down payment. Market's changing, very nervous. You know, is this a, the time to do it? And I explained that this is actually a good market. And there's still great deals out there. They're, they're all over the place. You just have to know how to find them or have a, a realtor that knows how to find them. So uh, that's the conversation it, is that uh, I, I just heard a thing. I think it was yesterday. It said uh, the quote was the best time to buy real estate was five years ago. <laughs> and it's, it it's so is. true. It's I so don't true. care where you look in history. The best time to buy real estate was five years ago. <laughs> and it's very true right now. So yeah, the market's going to adjust. It's going to slow down. We're we're still in, for the most part, a seller's market. Yeah. So we sure. haven't even hit equilibrium yet. We're still not at a normal market, but we're headed towards that. And mm -hmm. that uh, you know the fear that that uh, market is changing is kind of takes takes hold of the market and also the media. Exactly. You know, they sensationalize the changing market like it's it's doomsday. Right. And it's not. Mm -hmm. We're we're headed toward normal right now and it will adjust. The prices will adjust off the highs. But good properties over the next five years are still going to go up in value. So that's, that's a, a great quote, kind of like what you're saying about best time to buy is five years ago is you're not buying the market. You're only buying a specific home. I'm going to find you the best home. And that's kind right. of right along the lines of what you're saying, right? That That's it. Exactly. And and yet the conversation has to be with, especially with, with buyers now, is that they were so used to having to jump on every property that hit the market. So the inventory is going up. 
the number of new listings is going down, inventory is going up. What that means is that there's a lot of junk that's not selling. Yeah. So they're, they've been programmed over the last few years that anything on the market is worth taking a look at. Mm-hmm. So that's the adjustment for a realtor to try to explain to them is, no, that's not a good house. In a changing right. market, especially that's adjusting in price, you don't want to jump into something that is uh, really uh, not a good investment. So I, I really try to stress the investment side of what they're doing, uh, even to their, they, they kick and scream. Well, what about that one? No, it backs to a busy road. What about yeah. that? One? No, it's in one of the worst neighborhoods I can think of. You know, right. so it's trying to adjust their mindset to what the market is and the expectations is the biggest part. I like that because what you're doing is you're, you're almost like a concierge. You're really giving them like this high level service and pointing them in the right direction against <laughs> what they might think is their best direction, which is really it, it, exactly there. There was a, I, I guess I could say it, uh, a couple that we were showing properties to, she kept sending me emails. I, you know, I send uh, the daily updates to them. Sure. And she kept asking about this property on, it's a street called Rutledge. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, she kept sending it. And I kept saying, no, not a good property. Not, and, and I would explain why I was thinking along those lines. And she kept sending it. So finally, I took her out to see. And this thing is a dog. Right. I mean, right. and it had fleas. So this, <laughs> this was just a terrible investment property. And it showed. Sure. So, so we, we saw that one. I said, that's why I didn't want to show it to you. But I, I showed it to you just so you knew where I was coming from. So from then on, every time she would call on a property that I didn't like, I'd say, that's a Rutledge. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great you example. It. You got it. I love it. Let me uh, ask you this. So you've been in the business a long, long time. When you are looking back at your business, one of the things when I'm talking to experienced agents is, uh, they and especially high level agents is the, the number one place where they get their own business and they and they seem to get it year after year is their sphere of influence. Is that the is that true for you as well? Very, yeah, very. Uh, and and I always I look back at and this is a seminar I went to 25 years ago. Uh, he talked about a tree, and your business is like every single client is like a tree. If you treat the tree well, you water the tree, it grows roots, and all of a sudden it bears fruit. So every, and I can look at the majority of my business going back years and every single uh, successful uh, tree, if you will, started with one person I met at an open house or met it at a restaurant or wherever and did a great job for them. They recommended other clients to me. They recommended other clients to me. And again, it bear fruit just by doing a fantastic job for them. Yeah. In fact, we just, I just had one, uh, if, if you don't mind me sharing. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I had, uh, I, I got a call from this person that I had no idea who they were. I thought it was spam at first because it was a out of the area code number. Sure. And she said, no, I, I was calling because I saw that you, I bought it, I, I was representing a property in a really hot area, really strong seller's market, downtown Sacramento. And uh, I, I got this house at least $100,000 under the asking price, which is in that market unheard of. It was Crazy, great. Yeah. So she called me and said, how'd you do that? 
<laughs> just because she was following the market. She had been looking for eight months. Wow. And she was following the market and she said, how'd you do that? And I said, well, I'm really good. <laughs> and she later told me that she thought I was very arrogant. <laughs> but uh, So she said, I, I'd like to work with you. And we did. And I found them at just an amazing property in under a week. Wow. Under value. And we beat out, uh, we beat out uh, competing builders that wanted to flip the property. Wow. So, so I did a, a, a really good job for them. Very happy. She has, they've since in the last six months referred three people to us. Wow. So the tree. That's really interesting because I think that's something that your performance will lead to more production, right? Absolutely. And your, um, especially in this market where buyers are definitely tuned into performance. I think they're watching performance. I think it's really interesting. Uh, but sometimes agents have a hesitancy to like talk about their performance or show off their performance, but it's kind of like baseball. You got to show it off, right? You want to be picked up for the, for the majors. You got to show it off. You got to show your stats. <laughs> that's, that's right. They look at your average. That's right. They look at your average. <laughs> Let's but talk she, about I had no, no idea. She was just that in tune with, she wasn't successful for eight months. Yeah. How'd you do that? Right. So, and then, and then from there, yeah, again, just doing a great job with people pays off in the long run. What are you doing specifically, like granularly with your sphere? Are you doing a mailing to them every month? Are you doing a video? Are you making calls, sending Christmas cards? What are you doing on that with those fronts? All the above. My wife is way, way better at that than I. But uh, I do all of that. I do a lot of social media. And I found that I don't, for the most part, I don't like face. Uh, am I allowed to say it? No, you can say it. Yep. Okay. I, I don't really love Facebook for what it does, for what it is. Mm -hmm. But the one thing it's good at is staying in contact and, yeah. and joining groups and being involved with people. And and if you do it for that reason and just uh, staying in contact and giving really good advice, same yeah. with LinkedIn, um, it's really effective. I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I get to hear from people that I probably wouldn't talk to for years. Mm -hmm. Almost every day I hear from them. Yeah. So it's so I do a lot of that. And nice. I, I also do I, we try to do a lot of calling. My wife talked me into the first time doing um, pot pies. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows what a pot pie is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was anti pot pie for my entire <laughs> life. And uh -huh. she talked me into doing them this year. And uh, it turns out I love them. Oh, that's great. Just and a nice conversation. People loved it. I loved it. So so I, I try to be. I'm, I'm a little bit more personal. So I like mm -hmm. to talk to him. I like to do stuff, uh, things like yeah. that. Uh, Chris is way better at uh, staying in contact via email, uh, uh, mail outs and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. Now, are you guys doing client parties, anything like that? Those kinds of things? Nope. Uh, not I'm much not of that. Again, one-on-one. Okay. -on -one. I, one -on -one. I really okay. enjoy one-on-one -on -one because I think, uh, I like the idea of parties and I've thought about doing the movie movie theater idea and all sure. the rest of that, but you're playing in that situation. I feel like I'm playing to a big audience. Yeah. I'm not talking yeah. to the person one-on-one -on -one and that's my thing. I just, I like to, to laugh and tell stories. And, well, I think there's a lot people, of power. In people the, are up to the huh? networking of one-on-one -on -one with people is so powerful. That's where you get yeah. a lot of, of referral business. 
Now, and when you're working with buyers and sellers, I'm curious at this stage in your career, where you've been super successful, are you at a stage where you're coming in? Are you still doing a full-on listing presentation or is it more of a conversation with people? Are you doing a buyer presentation? How are you approaching client, like new client relationships? Yes, I am full-on everything. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, so in a listing presentation, in a buyer presentation, I'm prepared. So mm -hmm. I, I know what they're looking for. I know exactly where to say, you haven't thought about these things. Uh, I know who they are and I try to really, and that's, that goes for everything I do, not only my clients, buyers and sellers, but putting in offers. I know everything about the agent that I'm dealing with, with the buyer's situation, with the house, how much they owe, everything. So that's the engineering side of me is I research. Yeah. So, so when, when I sit down with a client, they're going to have questions and I really want them to ask me the questions because most of the times I have the answers. And, and so being, being that person that is the expert that really has control of what, what they're talking about and, and what they're proposing to you, I think is really important. The two things you said there, I think are really important though, the, the preparation versus the, uh, you know, doing the, doing the actual work. And I heard somebody say one time that one minute of preparation saves four minutes of execution, which I think is a really Yep. interesting way of looking at it. How much time, I mean, just let's put this in real words. How much time do you prepare for a, like a seller meeting or buyer meeting? Is it a couple of hours, two, three hours to get ready for that? Or how's that look to you? No, it's, it's usually, it's usually a, a, a couple of days of, wow. okay. of really yeah, thinking yeah. about what they're doing and, and also investigate, you know, I, you can almost name a street in Sacramento. I can tell you who, what the type of construction is and, and wow. what the houses look like. So, so depending on what they tell me they're looking for, I, I start to formulate ideas about, okay, what neighborhoods might they look at that they hadn't considered? Mm -hmm. And then I find out everything there is to know about that neighborhood, what the schools are, mm -hmm. uh, what the scores are in the school anecdotally. Uh, so uh, school scores are great, but it's better to know anecdotally how the schools are. Mm -hmm. And there, I, I could give examples of that. There's some schools that, that score really well, but they're not very good schools. Yeah. So, so you, so I really try to know every and where you go when you live there, what you mm -hmm. like to do, uh, mm -hmm. what it's close to, and that goes back to knowing what they like to do. Right. So if you know that they like to ride horses, well, here's a great place to ride a horse. You can go up here, and here's a trail, and here's the mm -hmm. and have a, a map ready for them of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm big on maps too. I love to uh, show, you know, visually what, uh, what things are and, and what life is like, wherever they're thinking about moving to. And same thing with sellers. I do, I over prep on like crazy. So especially with them, because I know the numbers backwards yeah. and forwards. They, there's not an answer that I can't give uh, usually. I love it because you're what you're doing with those buyers is you're selling a lifestyle. You're not just selling the four walls and a roof. You're selling the whole lifestyle that they're going to buy into. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, I, I, I am not a salesman. Mm -hmm. in, in fact, I, I'll tell you, I dislike yeah, going into a car dealer and mm -hmm. somebody trying to pitch me and sell me. I'm like, really? That, this is what <laughs> I do for a living. Right. But I don't <laughs> like salesmen. So yeah. I don't really, and there's there's a really great coach out there, Daryl Davis, but he talks about 
and I believe this, you're really a consultant. You want to teach them. You want to train them. You want them to be as good as you are at knowing that that house is a good value. Mm-hmm. And I love doing it. And that's why I said I, lo- I like working with buyers because they don't, they know what they know. And, excuse me. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite quotes of all times. They know what they know. They know what they don't know. And they don't know what they don't know. <laughs> and it's really true. That's so true. So, so sometimes you, you're telling them things that they hadn't even thought of. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's rewarding that they get when they get it. Yeah. And they have a little aha moment and you're bringing yeah. it to them. I love it. Yeah. Well, Steve, you are an amazing, I want to work with you now. I want to come down there and buy a house from you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll sell, I'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not too far away from each other too, but it's been my pleasure talking to you and I wish you the absolute best of luck. If you liked this program, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you would like to explore our coaching platform, please check out www.erealestatecoach.com for two free weeks of coaching. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll catch you in the next episode of the E-Real Estate Coach Podcast.